What's up, everybody? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. <laughs> Welcome to the Navigate with Faith podcast. I'm your host, Sierra. And I'm Alisa. And we are your two cool Christian chicks coming at you today with that living room talk. Living room talk. So the living room talk. Living room talk. Is hey, uh, living room real talk. casual. Living room casual. Keep your feet up, put it on the couch. Keep your feet up, put it on the couch. I'm about to talk to you. Not the Christian poetry. <laughs> So in the living room, what we talking about today, girl? Girl, we talking about, first of all, let me tell you. So, you know, our generation in social media is a whole nother beast when it comes to seeking validation, Mm -hmm. um, status, and um, just how the world sees us has become more important than ever. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, it used to be a situation where you can get your accolades or not. (laughs) <laughs> and it wasn't a big deal until maybe a class reunion. Mm. You know, you, you weren't comparing yourself to people online. You weren't trying to reach goals so that you can take pictures in front of cars and houses and stuff like that. But mm. nowadays, there are so many things that define people that is so far beyond just who you are as a person yeah. and who God calls you to be. Okay. So today we're talking about validation. Yeah, have you always found your validation in Christ, or what does that look like for you? I have not always found my validation in Christ. I have definitely done some things that I felt like would please my audience, whether that be friends, whether that be people who knew me from a distance, whether that be people who knew me on Instagram, um, people who knew me on Twitter. And it wasn't intentional. You know, it wasn't until I realized you think it matters what these other people think of you. I do not know why. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, 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 not when I thought about it, I said, okay, well, now we know that you get your validation from other people, but why? Mm-hmm. And there was no, I, I did not, there was, it wasn't important. I, they, there is no importance for me attached to what other people think about me. And so um, I think growing up, I really did, I struggled with that, and it, and I didn't even know I was struggling with it. Well, I think it's normal. You know, I think that seeking validation from outside sources has always been a thing. Mm-hmm. That has always been a thing. So back in the day, it could have been from parents. You know, I think society oh, yeah. has always put a great pressure on people to, especially women, right? Mm. To be married, to have kids in order to have be be a valid adult, to okay. be considered to be successful. Men have always had a pressure to make a certain amount of money or work a certain type of job. And so the validation trap of outside sources telling us who we are, who we should be, has always been there. Mm-hmm. It's just changed over the years. And I think now that we're more connected than ever, there's the standard is starting to be raised, you and we're know. trying a lot harder. Absolutely. <laughs> I think before we had things such as social media, I'm not blaming social media for everything, mm-hmm. but I think before we had things like social media, you could be an incredible person in your community, right? You could be the top of your class and you were feeling amazing, but it was based off of who was around you. Now we're essentially competing or trying to live up to standards that far exceed our region, our state, 
our our tax bracket. Now mm. we have people aiming for stuff that is completely separate from even their scope of influence. And it is causing this immense pressure. And I'm trying to figure out where we even got that from. Like, mm-hmm. we, when we started having to live up to— Like, who said that success or blessings? Because I see that a lot. Mm. Now, blessings seem to be equivalent to materialistic things, right? Everybody's yeah. blessed when they get a house, blessed when they get a new car, blessed when they get a new job. So I'm trying to figure out where this validation came from in terms of even if you are a blessed enough Christian, Right Mm -hmm. now, it's all of a sudden materialism, but I don't remember that being the case in God's word. When we talk about someone who's blessed or someone, that's not how it was Mm -hmm. in the Bible. That wasn't what God meant by blessed necessarily. It wasn't not necessarily monetary. Not necessarily. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Beats me. (laughs) I just know I heard about it. I jumped on the train and (laughs) and I became a victim. I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Well, let's pray. Yeah, Let's, let's get into this. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you so much for another opportunity to sit with our brothers and sisters in Christ and talk about the things that concern you. Lord, we want to ask that you please reach each and every one of our listeners where they are. We pray that questions are answered. We pray that, Father God, you show up in the lives of those listening those speaking, Lord. And I just pray that you continue to show yourself true and relevant to everyone who is around and listening, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I ask Mm -hmm. that you continue to expand upon your reach, Lord God, even to the ends of the earth and the untouched places, Lord, that every word that is spoken, every mind that is changed, every heart that is influenced, Father God, that is done so for your glory, Lord, um, and that your kingdom is expanded. Lord, we Mm -hmm. love you so much. We praise you, and we ask that you please speak through us, Father God, so that we can learn and we can grow together. In Mm -hmm. Jesus' holy, precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Girl, listen, let me tell you something. When I— the definition mm-hmm. of a validation opened up so much for me. Girl, what is it? It's three, <laughs> you know. But I think in retrospect of this topic, mm-hmm. uh, validation read as recognition or affirmation that a person or their opinions are value or worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Recognition for your own opinion, (laughs) (laughs) affirmation of your own value is worthwhile to whom? To another man? So now we put in who we are and our value in the hands of another man, a man that God had created. So what God thinks about us just don't even matter no more. Hmm. I was taken aback. (laughs) <laughs> I was the, I was taken aback. I probably shouldn't have studied that definition the way in which I did, but I was really taken aback that we will really fall at the feet of man for some validation. Who is this person? Well, I guess it's a matter of what you do consider to be of value. So, mm-hmm. you know, if the validation itself that you're seeking, if if the opinion that you're considering to be valuable is God's, then that validation would come from above. So I think the whole concept of validation in itself, which means that you are establishing what is valid or invalid, which is interesting because that means that in the same sense that some things are considered to be correct or mm-hmm. nice or 
wonderful or good, you're also saying that whatever's the opposite of that opinion is bad. And so I think that that can get a lot of people in trouble because Mm. as times change, as the world continues to move in directions that are very much opposite of what Christ was talking about, as we continue to evolve as people, you'll find that there was a lot of things that God called good in his word that is now called bad in Mm. this day and age. And so who you are seeking validation from is extremely, extremely important because leaning on the world to me is a very, very shaky ground to put your validation in. It's ever-changing. Or to seek validation from. Mm -hmm. Right, because it's Mm ever-changing. There were things that were quote-unquote wrong, things that were black and white Mm. just 10, 20 years ago. 30 years ago, that now, don't you dare say that this is a black and white issue because gray is what's popular. And if Mm -hmm. you're outside of gray, then you are a bad person and your heart is impure. That's what people people put on folks. Especially values that Christ has said. Mm. We know that God is is a never-changing God, meaning he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't change with the times. And so I think that when we find ourselves putting our validation subconsciously or consciously Mm -hmm. into things that are outside of a never-changing God, we will find ourselves constantly at the will and at the mercy of whoever, whatever is popular today. And to me, that is just not—that's not a— way to live. So Imagine playing you- a game and you continue and the rules continue changing. <laughs> Uno. <laughs> right? <laughs> Every time I give somebody news, different game Uno. But so how do you think validation starts? Um like I'm, in yourself, how did this begin? So how it starts in terms of like where I get people get validation from. I think it can start growing up. It can start um when you the first time you feel like an outsider, mm-hmm. you then start to pick up on how to correct that feeling. Mm -hmm. And so you can start to say, okay, well, if I take my pointers from X, Y, Z, I can make sure I never feel this again. Mm -hmm. All it takes is wearing the wrong outfit to school Mm. or um, maybe doing the wrong thing and getting a punishment in your household or going outside of your place of comfort and not getting the desired results. That's all it takes for you to seek validation elsewhere or to adjust what is priority to you and then change your lifestyle to fit into what's going to get you that validation. So if you had your favorite shoes that you would wear to school all the time, but the girls in class said those shoes are ugly, now every time you step out, you're going to Look at them like I went, well, if they approve of my shoes, that's going to make my day better. If they disprove of my shoes, now the shoes are no longer, forget my opinion, the shoes are now no longer good. Mm -hmm. So I think it starts with little things. And we learn that as children. You see kids go off to school all the time with hairstyles or things they're excited about. And they come home and they don't want to touch it again. Mm -hmm. You know, why don't you like that backpack anymore? Why don't you like, oh, well, I don't know. You know, and come to find out some kid made fun of it. So we start to learn where to seek validation, even if it's from also family, like I said, or from the, the approval of our peers very, very early on because nobody wants to be outsider. So it's kind of interesting when we try to apply these principles now as believers when we are designed to be outsiders. Mm. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because it says here in 1 John 2 and 15, do not love the world or the things of this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. A.K.A. God holds the validation. Who, what God thinks of you mm-hmm. is what matters. Not what other people think of you. That What man thinks of you has nothing to do with who you truly are. You cannot find your identity in man. You find your identity in God or in Christ. And so when you're seeking validation from people, they don't even know who you are, who you're going to be, or what God intends for you, right? So um, I it's, this really is it's getting dangerous. <laughs> it's getting dangerous out here, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we, like, who are you? You don't even know who you are, and you're seeking validation from people who also don't even know who you are, and now you're falling at the feet of man, praising man. You think, at this point, you think man is God, and that is 100% inaccurate. And what's most dangerous about it is, The fact that I think sometimes we are not putting enough time into asking the creator, right? If Mm -hmm. if there was if there is a God that created you, so he knows the reason behind every choice he made in creating you, why would you not go directly to the source? Right. You know, through the the opportunity to pray and be at the Father's feet and be in intimacy with Him, we have that opportunity, you know, because Jesus created that opportunity for us to actually be in fellowship with God now. And so that is a major, major plus to following Christ is we can go directly to the Creator and ask Him to reveal us to us. I've heard somebody say that I am most like myself. I am the most Mm. like myself when I'm close to Christ. And I absolutely believe that, you know, I think that we, when we tend to drift away or when we're fall out of fellowship with Christ, Mm. we find ourselves doing things we typically wouldn't do or things that aren't even comfortable. We're just, we end up just imitating those around us. But when we actually sit in fellowship with Christ and there's nothing left to do but to be with our creator, you now don't have this influence or this expectation to live up to that's anything beyond the very core of you. Um, Mm. I also heard a a quote that I absolutely love, and they say, who were you before the world told you who you should be? Mm. And I think that's just really important. And I wish more people did that self-evaluation about the pure places of their heart when we were children, when we had desires that we couldn't even place because we hadn't even explored the world yet, but there was always things in us that we were interested in, naturally drawn to, naturally inclined to. And there's so many people who drop off of the things that they are genuinely good at because they've decided or they have actually observed what other people value and what other people praise. And so they say, well, I'm going to be that. Yeah, I'm naturally good at this. That's going to be a side gig. That's going to be a hobby. We have too many people putting their purposes in hobby categories because they've decided that they're going to be X, Y, Z and their career is going to be X, Y, Z and their life is going to be X, Y, Z. And then they're treating the things that God has meant to 
grow in purpose to actually be their their life's, you know, goal, they're putting that in the side and saying that's a hobby or, oh, yeah, I'm just really good at that. I've always been good at that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I want to be this. And they scratch and claw for things that they're wondering why it is so difficult for them to get to that point or reach that goal and completely ignoring the things that God naturally put in their heart that they've always just been drawn to and been amazing at. And I'm just wondering— who told us that we can just pick, too? Like, Absolutely. I think it's really important for us to guard our hearts. Proverbs 4 and 23 tells us, listen, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Now, when you're guarding your heart, what you're doing is being intentional about seeking God, what God likes for you. You are being intentional about having a pure heart, seeking God in God-like ways, possessing characteristics that please God. When other people look at you, they see godliness in you. Not necessarily validation, but they see who God has approved you to be. And so when you don't guard your heart, you then think about worldly things. So now when you're thinking about worldly things, you're now possessing some worldly actions. And essentially, you becoming your own God. Mm-hmm. So when you become your own God, now we're talking about doing your own leading, having your own counsel, convicting your own self, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and you do so and you which either which allows you to either be closer to people who think like you or to separate yourself from those who don't think like you. You understand? Absolutely. So you seeking again if you are getting closer to people who are thinking like you and you aren't guarding your heart, you're now now you back in a cycle of seeking validation because now we're trying to make sure that we keeping up with the Joneses and not kicking out the 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 Judas. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Is it Judah we want to kick out? The Johnson. James. The Jameses. <laughs> the Jameses. We'll go with Jesus cousin. Um so I mean, all of it is so important. And I think that because we don't even really put that much thought into it, we don't even know that what we are doing is pushing out what God wants for us and seeking ourselves or seeing ourselves through the lenses of the world saying, oh no, this is, this is like you said, this is what I'm going to do for my life. That don't got nothing to do with what I called you to do. This person who you're trying to get this validation from has no idea of who I want you. They don't even know who they want themselves to be. They just Mm -hmm. know that if they buy the bins, then everybody going to think that, oh, I need to do what they doing. And so now you jumping onto a lifestyle that has nothing to do with you. There's no reason if you're supposed to be playing the piano for the church that you is a IT. Like, they don't, they don't, I don't know that that has anything to do with what I called you to do. Just because you saw that this IT is getting some money, you is not called to be an IT. I got people to be ITs. Go be this pianist. You mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I definitely think about body image a lot when you were talking. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm thinking about how there are some people who darn near kill themselves to be a certain size because the world says that's the size that they're supposed to be. They can be healthy, Mm -hmm. but they can be built differently and spend all of their time. And that's that can also lead to idolization. Spend all their time trying to squeeze themselves into a mold that God never created them to be in. Mm -hmm. And when you were talking about guarding your heart, I also was thinking about how there are some people who know for a fact that they're in a place where God has them to be. They know why they are where they are. Mm -hmm. And when they're in that position, if they're not guarding their heart and staying focused on the purpose that God put in their heart, they can easily start to sway and change their entire ambition. You know, there are people who are like, I know God has called me to this job. I know God has called me to this place. But then you spend time 
looking at your old classmates from school and now you start to feel inadequate like oh well now I'm just a whatever this this job title is or I just have xyz and you were fine before you started comparing yourself because you weren't guarding your heart from these outside expectations and I think that you know sometimes we owe it to ourselves to take a step back you have to know you if you know you cannot handle hmm. talking to certain people or enjoying certain social media platforms or keeping up with certain people or watching certain reality shows because it will get into, you know, the crevices of your heart and start to needle at your self-confidence. If you know that maybe watching things will make you inspire to change your life or to emulate these people and it's going to do more harm than good, if you know you can't handle that, you might need to guard your heart from those influences, which are therefore like what we spoke about, the worldly standards. I was just about to ask you, I guess, in a more applicable way. <laughs> I was really going to ask you, like, if you if you have struggled with validation, how how then do you get out of not desiring to be validified. Validified. <laughs> validified from the world. So, um, crazy enough, I remember being very, very young. And one time I wanted these shoes. I wanted these white Reeboks, right? Mm, not the that, classics. They were the classics. They were really popular at this time. I love They that. were like the hottest. They was like oh, what everybody was wearing with the, with the tongue out and mm-hmm. the laces tucked in. Like, that's what everybody was wearing, mm-hmm. right? And I remember um, God being present even then and piercing my heart then because I asked, I begged my mom, not asked, I begged my mom for these shoes Mm -hmm. because I thought I was going to be cool if I get these shoes. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what it is. And so when I finally got the shoes, I remember trying them on and getting sick to my stomach in my room. And I was, I had to have been in like maybe sixth grade sixth or seventh grade. Mm. And I remember literally my stomach churning because I knew that I was doing this for a wrong reason. I knew that I only wanted the shoes for other people's validation. I knew that I only wanted to wear these shoes so that I can be considered cool and all these other things that I thought was going to come with it. And it was so impure, you know, my desire to wear these shoes. And it seems small, but at that age, I mean, that was you know, the equivalent to as an adult wanting to be, you know, in a certain type of car, have a certain type of handbag. So then I was so aware. It was like I felt the conviction of Christ. Be like, that was not, like, that was, that's not for you. What you doing that for? You know that you don't have a good intention for this. And I had her take the shoes back. Mm. And I still remember that vividly. I can't say every day I was just, you know, Speaking to Jesus, you know, I was very young. That was at the very beginning of of my walk with Christ. But I remember that moment knowing in my heart that I didn't get those shoes for a pure reason. Um, On the flip side, I've seen where God has definitely protected me from getting certain blessings because my desires for them weren't all about glorifying Him. They might have been for status or because I thought that I was going to be viewed a certain way. And so I found that God— it seemed like he didn't open certain doors until my heart changed and my mindset changed. And by the time I received certain opportunities, certain positions, or being a part of certain groups, it was no longer an idol in my heart. 
You know, God yeah. had removed that because he's not going to give you something that's going to take his place. Yeah. So that's my experience with validation. You know, it's it's been interesting. But what about you? Mine came from a self-esteem issue. I, I, I can honestly say that I did not have—I wasn't that secure. I didn't have the highest amount of self-esteem. So I always had been some—me and my brother are 10 years apart, so I didn't grow up with somebody close in age all around me. I have cousins, but— for the most part, I almost kind of felt like an only child because his life started long before mine did. And so I was I always felt like I had to have friends. I couldn't do anything independently. It wasn't until I got to college where I started to be okay with myself. And um mine it really, you know, again, it really just came from a self-esteem issue. I, you know, I wanted to feel uh, wanted, which can also, you know, I mean, I think I think things like that, when you really look into it, I really do think things like that come from uh, maybe traumatic childhoods. You know what I mean? If you want to feel wanted or you want to feel loved or you want to feel liked or if you just want somebody to kind of give you a compliment, if you just want some kind of attention, that's where mine derived from, you know? And so it took me until I was an adult and when I had to genuinely sit back and work on my own esteem and, fe- and and realize that I felt confident and I felt secure in what God says about me. You know, what God says about me is what kind of gave me my identity and I no longer looked for, I really don't care, you know, if you like me or not. And I'm not trying to be funny, but I know that I'm not really doing, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be anything other than myself. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I'm not going to force anything. I'm not going to create a space for you Mm -hmm. so that we can we can be cool. Like, it's just really, I'm not really tripping like that. I think I very genuinely fell into friends because my friends now know me for who I am, and either you with it or you ain't. You know what I mean? And um, so I had to do some self-evaluating, some self-work, and I had to uh, just become a little bit more confident with myself and figure out who I was in Christ or who Christ wanted me to be. Wow. I definitely identify with that. I think validation from friends is really common. Like, I remember being in fourth grade, and my teacher suggested to my parents that I might have needed counseling because I had one. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. Oh, I'm shoot. dead serious. Because she saw me want so badly to be liked by these two girls in my class. Mm-hmm. And so we were in a friend group, but they were more so friends. And I was so determined <laughs> to make sure that I stayed right in a place where they kept me in the friend group. You know? Oh, so, God. I'm I mean, I think that because even to this day, my mm-hmm. friends are my sisters and I treat them as such. And so I think back then, like you were saying about self-esteem and stuff, I've never really felt like I was cool, you know, mm-hmm. or I always felt a little bit on the outside. Mm-hmm. And so it took a long time to get to the point where I was like, you know what? I think I'm supposed to be different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to be different. And then it made more sense when I started to really look back and notice God's hand all over my life. <laughs> I started saying a while ago, yeah, I, I could never do, I can't do what everybody else can do. Mm-hmm. And I learned that a long time ago. I, can, I mm-hmm. can't lie. I can't be, you know, compulsive lie. I can't, I'm going to get caught every time. Mm-hmm. I can't steal. I can't, I, I just can't do it because God is intentionally like, nah, not her. I'm going to get caught. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. So, so yeah, I think, that just like what you said, once you start to learn who God has called you to be and what God says about you, yeah. it starts to give you that confidence to stand ten toes down and be like, you know what? And it it's is a, what it is. It's a lot easier. You know what I mean? It's a lot easier. I remember um, I, I, 
I was dating somebody, and I was spending money that I would not usually spend. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I didn't have it, but I was trying to seek some validation for him because I wanted so desperately for him to know that I was a really good woman. I would do anything for you. And it was like, this is hard. You know what I mean? Like, this is really hard, me trying to make you see me for who I am when there are people out there who see you. You know, yeah. God just sees you. You ain't got to do no work for it. It's That's like right. Elroy, okay? The God who sees me. And I'm so serious, you know? And so, I, and and I you know, I've just, I have just, it, it's, it's, it is a day-by-day kind of thing. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm very much, I'm very different than I was yesterday. Extremely different than I was two days ago, you know? But so every day I am working on understanding that it really, I don't, you don't have to force anything. And I think when you begin to buy things that are, I I mean, listen, I don't know what we out here doing. I know that we are a lot of, we are entrepreneurs. We making money fly, however, but I, I have a good job. It come with benefits, but I am not ready to buy no bins. We on a budget. Right. I, I ball on the budget <laughs> and I'm not ashamed about it because I, I, I don't have any wants in my life and I don't, and I surely all my needs are met. Sometimes for me, it just seemed like it's some stuff that just really might be a stretch. I mean, if you bought that Benz and don't nobody know you riding in that Benz, I like it. If you living in this penthouse and don't nobody know, I mean, again, it, my my opinion doesn't matter, but I just, I think sometimes we, sh- we really stretch ourselves and trying to force and create an image to so that people can accept us or so that people can think us. I don't... Absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that we can't have nice things. It doesn't mean no. we can't have luxury We're things. We're supposed to. But it's about the heart. Like, you know if your desire to step in the room with a Louis bag is so that people can react to you a certain way. You know if your desire to drive a certain car is so that the opposite sex can look at you a certain way or so that people can assume something about your financial status. You know the yeah. reason behind. If you genuinely are like, man, my favorite car is always been XYZ or my favorite you know my style has always been such and such or I like the quality of that there's nothing wrong with that and yeah, and and God God definitely is not saying that we all got to be broke or dusty or whatever. Musty. Musty. Like, that's <laughs> not the case at all. But you know what your reasons are, and you know if it is for an outside opinion or for the approval of someone else other than God, who has called us to be servants, to have a heart of servanthood, you heart. know? And so I think that we are very aware of where these— desires come from. Yeah. If you're ever in a situation and your first thought is, oh, I'm going to kill him with this one, or oh, <laughs> such and such going to look at me, or oh, I'm going to look like I'm, I'm rich, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to look like somebody who this, or I'm going to seem like this, or I'm going to manipulate this situation because of whatever it is that mm-hmm. you're hoping to gain, or whatever it is you're hoping to come across as, you know, rethink your values. Right. And, and what you are hoping to get out of it, and that will really tell you how deceitful your heart is being. So I would mm. say go back to what God wants you to have and what He wants you to do. What God wants you to have. I promise you it'll be enough, and you'll be happy with it. You will really—you will be content 
with what God does for you or what he wants for you. It's really the best. It's better than you can imagine. Yeah. While I'm while you out here thinking you want that Benz, the Lord really wants you in that Aventador, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and what if he get, and then he'll give you a Benz by the time you're done with the Benz. By the time, like, you, by the time you even know they want it. He'll be like, you know you, what? You got it, now you give it to you your child. You have it. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, have it. Absolutely. By the time they come through, you're like, man, you know what? I miss my Honda. This Benz cool. But though, let me but. tell you something. Every time I see somebody in the Saturn, I'll be like, dang. <laughs> like, I just know your life is so easy. <laughs> dang, I'm on my Saturn back, boy. Look, shout out to them old threes. <laughs> but seriously, though, y'all, I mean... We we know we really know yeah we know where where our heart is when you it know. comes to stuff and it's not that it's it's completely out of the way to feel this way I think we all go through it it's a matter of checking yourself and guarding your heart from the world's expectations and pressures it's a matter of staying tuned in to to what God wants for you in this season in once this again season. once again mm. if if God isn't isn't you know convicting you for getting a Louis bag and you got it and right. you genuinely want that that's fine we're not it's it's not a matter of you know not having it's a matter of what your reasons are behind it and who you're trying to impress are you doing this for God's glory are you doing this for a pure reason are you doing this because it's genuinely something you desire or are you doing it for the validation and the opinions of people right in the meantime peace be with you all (laughs) I always wanted to say that Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Well, I'm Elisa. And I'm Sierra. And this is how you navigate Navigate with faith. Thank you for listening to the Navigate with Faith podcast, produced and edited by Dante Don's Press Play Hodge and recorded at Lantern Audio. Our show artwork and graphics were done by the Pigment Playground. Music by Turn Me Up J. Cav. Subscribe to the Navigate with Faith podcast on your favorite streaming platform and connect with us on social media at Navigate with Faith on Instagram and Facebook and Navigate W Faith on Twitter.